to now um, and we just ask uh, that you clear our hearts and minds from distractions. Would we hear from you as we listen to your word and we listen to all that Abby has prepared for us this evening. Uh, God, um, we just know that uh, we are here to meet with you. We are here to learn from you and grow in you. So would you speak to us this evening? Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <coughs> Genesis 1, verses 1 to 31. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the, uh, now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and there was evening, and there was morning, and the first day. And God said, let there be an expanse between the waters to separate the water, yeah, to separate water from water. So God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above it, and it was so. God called the expanse sky, and there was evening, and there was morning, the second day. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place, and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land, and the gathered, and the gathered water he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees from the land that bear fruit with seed within it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seeds according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, and the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark seasons and days as years and let them be light in the expanse of, and of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser night to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning, the fourth day. And God said, let water bream with living creatures, and let birds fly above the sky, above the earth, across the expanse of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea, and every living and moving thing in which the water teems according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in the number, and fill the water within the seas and let the birds increase in the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creatures that move along the ground, and wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. 
Then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, all over the earth, and all over the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of, it, of the air and every other living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. There will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air and all the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> Climate change is a massive thing especially for my generation. We cover it in geography, science, and even languages. It seems like there's nothing we can do to help this horrible, impending doom, and it can be hard to know what we can do, um, uh, and it can be hard to know what to do or where to look as Christians. But like in all situations, I find it's best to look in the Bible because it's full of wisdom. As I was reading this passage, it really struck me the way God's character shone through and that we should be reflecting those characteristics in our day-to-day -day lives. So I'll go through each quality uh, we see in God and then how we can implement that into our lives today. Firstly, God is good. In verse 31 it says, God saw all that he had made and it was very good. The phrase, and it was good, is repeated seven times in the passage. God is good, and everything he made is good and well-made. It took craftsmanship to make. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. We are God's piece de resistance and his children. He loves us so much and wants to have a personal relationship with each one of us. God created us in his image. We are called to mirror his likeness. Um, we are called to mirror his likeness, and so we should reflect these characteristics in our own lives, especially when thinking about caring for creation. Christians are often accused of being do-gooders, as if it's an insult, but it's true. We are called to be and do good, just like God. This characteristic of God is incredibly hard to follow. However, we must try to imitate the goodness of God. Even just small things can make big differences. I know I often um, find it's easy just to hop into the car, um, but actually if we can, um, uh, walking to church is a small thing that we can do um, for the good world God has created for us. Not only should we try and be good though, we should also reflect on God's goodness. How often do we take the time 
to be in awe of the good things he's done and bask in his goodness. How often do we sit in his good presence? How often do we thank God for all the good things he's given and done for us? Is that what we need more in our lives? I know often when I pray, I will get in the habit of just asking God for things, like, oh, can you help me in this exam? And that's good, but actually, we should also be praising and thanking him as well. God has blessed each one of us in so many personal ways, but we often don't acknowledge and thank him for them. And when we do this and spend more time with him, that is when we will reflect God more in our own lives as well. In knowing him more, we can reflect his goodness more. Secondly, God is powerful. In verse 3 it says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. All he had to do was speak, and the world came into being so effortlessly. He didn't have to practice to be perfect or make mistakes to learn like we often do. He just spoke, and it was. All of creation in just a few sentences. We often read Genesis 1 quickly without taking in the power God demonstrated. I do chemistry at school and we're learning about atoms and electrons and their interactions and why these reactions take place on such a tiny scale. The most recent model of the atom was only developed about 100 years ago and we're still not certain that's the best way to model it. Scientists are still discovering so many new things about the world we live in, and yet God thought all of that up and created it with just his voice. Incredible. Similarly, we are called to use our power for good. As humans, God has given us the responsibility of reigning over the animals and being stewards, subduing the earth. We are called not to dominate or exploit the earth, but instead to preserve and sustain it. This can feel quite detached from our regular day-to-day -day lives, but we should think about how we are using the power we are given to glorify God. We all have the power of speech, the power of our actions, the power to choose where we buy our products, and we should use this power wisely and in a way that will honour God. In verse 28 it says, Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. God has given us this incredible power and authority over creation. It is our duty and our purpose to look after it. We were made for this. I think that is amazing and crazy. God has given us so much responsibility and so we should honour him in that. Do we always take into account this verse when making our decisions? Could we take this more seriously in our everyday lives? Thirdly, God is detailed and creative. God made everything so intricately so that it would fit together in harmony perfectly. All the unique various species and organisms he made with such variety and brilliance. In verse 20 it says, let the water teem with living creatures. I love the word teem. It really illustrates the imagination and talent God had, creating so many creatures that the waters were brimming with them. I love sunsets, and every time I see one, 
I'm blown away by the beauty and just how remarkable they are. God is an artist and he's also very detailed and invested in his work. In Matthew 10:30, it says, even the very hairs on your head are numbered. God knows and cares about every aspect of the world, especially us. <clears throat> we are also called to be creative. There are some obvious ways people are creative that you might immediately think of, <clears throat> like art, drama, music, but actually problem solving, working as a team in sport, and even maths problems all involve us using our minds to create something or think outside of the box. God made us to use our brains and to discover. He gave us talents and gifts, and he wants us to use them. We are called to work with the earth to discover things and be creative like God is, but we must do it in harmony with the earth, not against it. Sarah was telling me about Boyan Slat, who at only 19 found a way to clean up plastic polluting our oceans. This innovative thinking is what God wants us to do and use to make change. But it shouldn't be a chore. He also wants us to have fun doing it. We should use our talents, what God has given us and what we love, for his glory. Do we use all our talents for his glory? Is there a talent God wants us to use more? There is still so much of the earth we haven't discovered, so many inventions still to be made. <clears throat> we as humans are not finished, and that excites me. What will be the next thing we come up with? That gives me hope for our future and the future of creation. Finally, God is a provider. He gives us what we need. He made water for us to drink, plants and animals for us to eat, other humans for us to enjoy company with. The conditions necessary for life on earth are so precise because something a little too cold or not enough water or too little oxygen wouldn't have allowed for our existence. But God being the provider he is, gave us the essentials we needed right to a T. But he didn't just give us sustenance, he made it enjoyable and exciting, creating flavors, colors, and smells, and he left us to our own creativity to discover the potential of it, finding good food combinations or working out that cacao beans taste delicious when made into chocolate. He will always be there for us and provide for us, and he provides with abundance. We are also called to provide and protect. As Christians, we are called to help those in need and not only give our money, but our time and give people a listening ear. We should reflect, God, we should reflect God's exuberant providing and giving in all that we do. We should give more than what we want to and be generous and cheerful about it. Could we be giving more? We should also protect one another. We should comfort and be there like God is for us. Could we be there for one another more? Earlier today was the Hospitality Sunday, which was a perfect example of the giving of time and effort to encourage and support one another. <clears throat> At Emmanuel, we have small groups and pods which create communities of support and make it easier to find close people to lean on. 
not only should we be the provider, but we should also allow the church community to help us. God doesn't want us to be alone. He wants us to depend on him, but also our family in Christ, because as family, we are called to look after and rely on each other. <clears throat> we are called to follow God's example, and so we should mirror his likeness and characteristics. In Ephesians 5 verse 1 it says, Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love. As hard as it is, we should choose to do what is right in situations, including those regarding the environment and creation. Have a vegetarian meal, walk or use public transport, turn the lights off when you're not using them, recycle. These are all simple things that reflect God's characteristics and love for his creation that he has put in our care. There is hope in the new generation and that people will come up with new innovative ways of caring for our creation or finding ways to make caring for it easier. A BBC survey showed that 64% of people think climate change is a global emergency and over 70% of under 18s. There is hope that the new generation will not leave the situation as it is, but implement change with vision. Just recently, there was a ban on single-use plastics, stopping shops supplying plastic cutlery and polystyrene cups, which my mum will be pleased to hear. More people are becoming aware of the situation, and I believe more inventions and petitions will come out of it because the world is aware, and we want something to be done about it. However, ultimately, our hope is in Jesus. These four characteristics are incredibly hard to get right, especially being good all the time, because we are incapable of it. We aren't perfect. That's why we need Jesus. Jesus is perfect. He has never once made a mistake. He died on the cross, paying the ultimate sacrifice so that we can be right with God. All the bad things we've ever done wiped clean because of the cost Jesus paid. Then he rose from the dead, defeating sin and death, and so we can now be with God again, because Jesus bridged that gap, separating us from him. As well as this, we know we live in a broken world because of our sins, but God promises a new creation, a new earth, with no evil and no famine or climate change, but perfect creation as it was intended. We have a hope in this future, where in Revelation 21, verse 5, it says, He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. We should look after creation using our power, creativity, and protection. But we don't always get this right. And often people and companies with more power are contributing much more than we are. And so we have hope in Jesus and God's new creation, that it will one day be as God intended it to be, with us and God in creation together. Verse 27 says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God he created them. Male and female he created them. We are made in his likeness. We are God's children. He loved us loves us recklessly. His characteristics should, be mir mi 
should be mirrored in us, but we don't always get that right. Maybe you feel like you haven't been reflecting the image of God in your life. Maybe you haven't used your power for the glory of God or provided as much as you could have. Maybe you want to repent, say sorry, for those times when you haven't followed God's way. Or maybe you want to see God's image in your life more. Maybe you want God to show you his characteristics shining through in the different aspects of your life, in your relationships, in your work, in our country. We're going to have a response time now, so I'd uh, like to invite the band to come up as we stand together. You might like to hold out your hands as a symbol of your readiness to receive from God. And I'd like you to come forward as a physical representation of a response if one of those two people I mentioned just now resonated with you. Either you want to repent of when you haven't reflected God's image, or you want to see God's image clearer in all aspects of your life. If you think one of those is you, please come forward and the prayer team will lay a hand on you as you respond. <clears throat> 